Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes sitting alongside my good buddy Doug McCary. Coming to you on this Monday, uh, August 8th, I think it is. And uh, Jeremy, glad to have you back in studio. Uh, we missed you. And uh, But Doug, boy, what a weekend it was. It was a great weekend, man. It was the SWAT training day weekend. I'm wearing my t-shirt. Yes. Red. I thought remember. it was a Friday shirt, though. Yeah, well, it is. But I wore it today because... I wanted to wear it. I just, you know, it was, uh, it just reminds me, remember every drop uh, of blood of Jesus. And, you know, it was, uh, the, the theme was priorities, really, and, and, and getting back to God-centered priorities. And uh, I, I'm, I was very grateful, uh, so good to have so, uh, so many guys pitched in, you and David Gray, Chuck Baker, and Ryan Baker, and uh, John Williams from down in Tampa. So many guys helped the 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 St. Dennis boys. Everybody was just helping out with everything, and it was a good good day. We had fun. The weather. We had people that said it's going to be rained out, and it was a beautiful day. It was hot. Actually, it was, yeah, it was very hot. And uh, you golfed, right? We did. Uh, the front nine was nice. It was beautiful. The front nine and uh, a little breeze. But I'm telling you, the back the back nine was scorcher. Was, it was hot. <laughs> it was hot. I'm not gonna lie. How'd you like uh, Windsor Park? You know, okay. I I, I want to be encouraging. The course was actually decent. The greens were not good at the all. The greens were not in good yeah. shape. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, it's kind of a mystery. I don't really know enough about agronomy to know why <laughs> what makes uh, good greens. But you would think with all the rain that we've had, we've had tons heat, of it. I that, can't believe you know, they were. Well, uh, my they were grass not good. is certainly green. <clears throat> <laughs> Mine is two. Mine is two. And it's hot out there today. Boy, you better get in the shade today. Well, in fact, there's a heat warning today. If you're out in the the Florida area, South Georgia, North Florida, you need to be careful because it is a scorcher. And, um, you know, this, this time of year, I mean, even last night, I went outside to put my garbage out last night and it was sweltering at like midnight, man. I was, you know, you know, it's bad when you walk out at midnight and you go, <laughs> wow it's hot out here you know that's a bad sign right yeah i I was just looking to see uh, oh it's okay it's 97 degrees in jacksonville yeah uh see what the heat index it's probably 110 Um, 114 i bet it is 107 107 107 so hey get some shade drink some water and uh tune in to swat radio yeah we'll heat it up yeah (laughs) so so brad after you know we talked about it like before this weekend did you know really a lot about Haggai I did not in fact uh and you're a student of the word I I know I I, I almost was embarrassed to say this uh but I mentioned it to my wife after church yesterday we it was just Vic and I uh, ended up going to get lunch after church and I uh ended up sharing with her what I just went through Haggai with her and uh yeah I said been walking with the lord since 1981 and have i don't ever recall going through that book i can honestly say in every church i've ever been in i've never heard a message on haggai yeah now i mean obviously there are scriptures that i'm very familiar with yeah uh, but really just a good study of it and i i said and by the way you did a great job 
Uh, well, so what was, I'm about to say takes nothing away from you, but the beauty of Haggai is it's right in front of you. I mean, it doesn't require a whole lot of... Uh, All I did was explain what was it, there because it was self-explanatory. Exactly, exactly. And, and uh, I mean, literally verse by verse by verse, every, every note, I literally went verse by verse as you were moving through it. And absolutely every single verse was applicable to my own life. As was mine. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I don't know if I told you this at the... Uh, training day but i stayed up to like two o'clock just <laughs> going over it again yeah. before that morning and because i was personally looking into my own life about yeah. these issues um saying lord it, it, please help me to confess anything here that mm-hmm. i'm not doing i want to mm. i don't want to be the guy who preaches something i'm not applying to my own life yeah. And we all have blind spots. So I was just, again, going over it one more time. Yeah. And I poured over it. I, I, I'd read through that text already, oh, uh, at least 30 times. <laughs> and it's only two chapters, right? But right. it was so rich. Well, like, and you already you already kind of touched on it, really. The, the theme, I guess, in some ways is uh, priority. Uh, the, the priority uh, that Haggai is communicating is build the temple it go back and build the temple make it the priority and what you know i was thinking about the paneled houses that we're so busy building and the uh the the food that we're consuming and the drink that we're consuming that never seems to satisfy and uh and 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 the earnings we make are going into purses with holes in them i thought wow that is so true of my own life, you know, where I have sought things uh, thinking they would satisfy my soul. And uh, no, it, it it's not, not designed to do that. And now when you're reading in Luke 3 and you read Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, that'll have a lot more meaning oh, for you absolutely. now. Absolutely. Or absolutely. when you read in Hebrews about, I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth. Now you know that's being quoted from Haggai. It's going to have a lot more meaning. And so I I said this at the training day, this idea that we need to unhitch from the Old Testament is absolutely absurd because there's so much richness there. I mean, we we spent the whole day, like we had three sessions on Haggai. Mm -hmm. We probably could have gone for three weeks on Haggai, but it was clear it was succinct, and and you know I was reading this morning in Jeremiah, where God says, "I persistently told you, and yet you would not listen." Hmm. And as you go through Haggai, you kind of see him saying over and over, "Hey, this is what I want." Yeah, and 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 then they do repent, and so even after they repent, he says, "Okay, let's talk about this one more time because I don't want you to do it again." I called it the bedroom yeah, talk. The right? bedroom talk. I like. I want to go back. I told you as I was leaving on Saturday. I want to, not today, maybe not even this week, but maybe sometime in the next few weeks, you and I can uh, together uh, go back through chapter two of Haggai. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know you've been this way before, either when you've been teaching or when you've been on the receiving end of being taught. 
where you can't get past certain verses. Mm-hmm. In other words, they just drop like an anchor uh, in your heart and soul. Verse 7 of Haggai chapter 1 says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. He says in verse 8, Go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house, that I may take pleasure in it, and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. Mm. And then he says in verse 9, You looked for much, and behold, it came to little. Mm. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why, declares the Lord of hosts? Because of my house that lies in ruins, while each of you busies himself with his own house. I blew it away. Exactly. So if you're out there and you might be wondering, why do I keep pushing against a door that says pull? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've been, been there, done that, probably yeah. did that today. Yeah. Yeah. But I, w- I wrote in my notes here, Doug, in verse 8, Go and build the temple that I may be glorified. Mm-hmm. You know, why do we study the Bible? Why do we why do we do what we're doing even today? It's not just studying it so that we have knowledge. It's studying it so that we will apply it and walk it out. Yeah, we, we want to be in right relationship with our creator, right? But, and God is glorified as we as we honor him with our lives, as we're obedient to him, we're not obedient because, I mean, are there rewards in our obedience? Absolutely. But the greatest reward is that God is glorified as we build the temple, uh, uh, you know, where God dwells. Well, that when, would well, be our our existence. When we finish, uh, we, we've got about two more weeks of the, the kingdom or discipleship gospel we're going to work through, and then we're going to go through Haggai, mm-hmm. what we covered. But one thing struck me at the the last part of chapter two, and that's where he gives the bedroom talk, I call it, this idea of, hey, um, can something holy, if it touches something, make it holy? Or, or, or if it's unclean, can it make it unclean? Well, it can't make it holy, but it can make it unclean. And what he was saying to them is, listen, the moment that you became disobedient to God. From that moment on, your sacrifices were putrid. Hmm. So so whenever you do anything for God, when you have known rebellion and patterns of sin in your life, all that stuff is tainted. Hmm. That is wood, hay, and stubble. Yeah. That is the yeah. stuff that's going to burn up. It means nothing to him. Now, listen, that doesn't mean that you're not going to inherit eternal life. He's just saying that when you are walking in disobedience, these gifts that you bring to God of service are putrid to him. Mm-hmm. They're nothing. There's nothing glorifying to God when you do an act of service for him when you're walking in disobedience in another mm-hmm. area. <clears throat> well, I felt like Haggai was such a great... Uh, lesson as you and i have been working our way through this book the discipleship gospel by the way I had a lot of guys at the uh, at the training day who took pictures of this so <laughs> hopefully they're they're getting copies of it and i know you're having uh are you having uh, bill hull on this thursday well actually this thursday we're gonna have ben sobels who's a pastor at cypress community out in uh um i think it's uh las las salinas <clears throat> 
California or Salinas. Uh, okay. I don't know the name of the city, All right, but we'll he's out there out. in Southern California. <clears throat> and then next week, we're going to have Bill Hull on. Both those guys wrote the book. They bring two different perspectives to it, but they coordinated to write it, and they've written several books together. So I hope you'll tune in this Thursday and next Thursday. This Thursday's Ben Sobel's. Uh, next Thursday is Bill Hull, and uh, we're going to be kind of finishing up. But this week, we're 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 kind of what we've been doing is going through the process. Remember, what are the the really the four elements that we talked about of the gospel? The kingdom is here, and you have to <laughs> repent, believe, and follow. Yeah. All right. And, and we expanded on believe. What does it mean? And I would even say repent and believe. Because they're, they're really yeah, they're toge- tied, they're in. tied together. And so what are you repenting of? What are you repenting to? What are you believing? Mm-hmm. And true belief is not just an intellectual assent. So we're going to talk about where we've already gone into repentance. We're going to just do a flyover really quick. And we're going to do a flyover believe. And then uh, this week, we're really going to be talking about the disciples we're making with the message we're giving. And I want to read a quote from a guy who was at the retreat this weekend, and I want us to talk a little bit about it before we get into the study today about this idea of men today and our culture and men in the church and why is discipleship not taking place that gets to what we're going to be looking at this week that we, you know, we've got a gospel definition now that if we're not preaching the gospel Jesus preached, we're not going to make disciples like he made. Amen. Amen. Glad you tuned in today. If you want to call in, the number is 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. If you have a question or a comment, you can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. 
We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network. Listen in Orange Park at 91.7. There I was on death row Guilty in the first degree Son of God hanging on Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Monday afternoon, August the 8th. Glad you tuned in. If you want to call in, the number is 844-777-7928. By the way, Doug, uh, what you were just saying on the break, what an encouragement it is to look out. And I'm with you as I got up a few times and look out and see the guys who are there who have been a part of SWAT for a number of years, and yet we had... I don't know, we had close to 15, maybe 20 guys there that had never really been around SWAT. 25. 25, 25 guys. guys had yeah. never been to SWAT. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, yeah, Henry from Columbus, Georgia, right? Yes. Uh, well, Actually, good, Talbotton, to be Talbotton. Yeah. So good to see him. What an encouragement he is. And uh, John from Tampa. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of guys have been around. Yes. And uh, some of those guys call in here, and uh, heck, we'd like to hear from you today. Eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Call us. Hey, we we got. I got an email from one of the guys who has not been to SWAT, but who, um, uh, in fact, I I I want to say he came from outside the U.S. Uh, and recently, I don't know how long he's been here, but he wrote me an email. He and his son were at the retreat, and he says, "Listen, um, I'd like to discuss these with you if you can, because I kind of struggle with this." And his here's what he said. Why are churches in general so uncommitted towards men's ministry? How do you reach the men at the end of the earth with the gospel of Christ? These are good questions. Mm -hmm. What is the recipe for a good men's ministry? More importantly, how do you replicate it? And he says, to kind of close out his thoughts, uh, and he says I might be wrong, but it seems like the modern church and the approach of the modern church is a little bit out of whack it seems to build a template for biblical manhood on first timothy 3 saying men should be good and gentle (laughs) and he, he paraphrases they should not color in over the lines they should be obedient and uh harmless and he goes, I miss the part about it being strong and courageous out there. Where is that in the modern church? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, he brings up some good points because men, unfortunately, have been emasculated in our culture within the church. Yeah. Um, men have been told that they're misogynistic if they believe in the patriarch, the patriarchy, if they believe in a father being the protector of his children 
including his young women children, the, the women who grow up that really should be under the authority of their father, yeah. not in a bad way, not in a negative way, a protective and provisional way. But we raise women that are independent, women that are come out, they want to go out and get out on their own and be out from under their father's care. They don't need their father's care. And what does that communicate? But, you know, that that was never God's intent for his people. If you go back and you look at the way God's people operated, there was a community there. Mm -hmm. And that family was the base unit in the community and God spoke to his people. He disciplined his people and held his people accountable through those mechanisms. But we live in a culture today that says marriage is bad. In fact, they don't, people don't believe in marriage. The family is whatever you make it. It doesn't matter if it's two men and a girl, a baby mm-hmm. girl, or two men and a baby boy, or two women and a baby girl, or two. I mean, a family is what it is. That was not yeah. God's intent. Yeah. His intent was the base family unit was a man and a woman who create children that they pass the faith on to that will put him on display in the community and be a light to other people who are his, who've not yet bowed their knee, who then respond respond to the message as it's preached and we have so gotten away from that that the church doesn't even know what it looks like anymore well uh, i think to uh, not that this sums it up for sure i think you 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 uh, addressed it pretty well there i think in the church we're fearful uh we're we fear man more than we fear god we yes. we fear man that we might perce- be perceived as toxic yeah, you know, the, this this language of our culture today. Well, and, it's called uh, toxic, right? Right, exactly. I mean, I think of First uh, Timothy six verse eleven. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. He says, fight the good fight mm-hmm. of the faith. Mm-hmm. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the, the be courageous, be bold and courageous. Mm. Stand firm, Second, 1 Corinthians 16. Mm. Well, um, act like men. Right? Act like men. Yeah. Yeah. So how what do you is, act like a man hey, if you don't know what it is? what does he mean by that, you yeah. know? Yeah. And do you know that, that we don't like saying that because our culture says if you talk like that, you're misogynistic. If you talk like that, you're male chauvinistic. Do you know God considered it judgment when he put a woman in charge over his people to lead them? Hmm. That was not a good thing. And, and, and we celebrate it because the problem in the Garden of Eden was that Adam subjugated his role of a leader and was absent when he should have been present. He was passive when he should have been active. Hmm. And Eve yeah. ended up being deceived. And then Adam came right along with it. And then God goes, where are you, Adam? Well, I was hiding. Why? And men have been hiding ever since. Yeah. We hide. We don't want accountability. And we've become emasculated because we've cared more about what people think instead of speaking the truth. And that's why this film the essential church I think is so important for people to see because John MacArthur stood up when churches around the country cowered down 
to the government because they were afraid. They were afraid financially. They were afraid uh, politically. And John MacArthur says, no, we're not going to do that. The elders of Grace Church says, we will meet. Find us if you want to. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And they met. And, and, and you know what? I, I've been so inspired by what they did. And for them to put this movie out, it, I think, I don't know if it's still playing. I don't either. In fact, I, I think I told you, uh, I went and saw it on, uh, I think, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was excellent. It was excellent. I've recommended it to a lot of people. If it's still out there, you need to go see it. Yeah, it's, you can go to the essentialchurchmovie.com. Uh, that's essentialchurchmovie.com and uh and and check in your area and see if it's still playing um but it it, it, it is um it's a great uh documentary about what happened and why we should stand because if you think covid is the end of the government trying to dictate to the church what to do hmm. you're wrong and if you think uh that COVID was the first time the state had tried to dictate to the church <laughs> what to do, you're wrong. You need to go see that movie. Uh, it's called The Essential Church. Um, I just got this in from uh, Tim Carter, who, by the way, helps uh, run WMER in Meridian. And he was here for the SWAT retreat. He says he's going to do whatever he can to line something up for us to come do something like that in Meridian. Wouldn't that I, be great? I, I've been telling Tim that we would love to come over and do that. Tim is such it a... It was so good to a, see you, Tim. Thanks for... I, I just appreciate you making the effort to come in and appreciate WMER and WMOX in Meridian. Appreciate uh, the lighthouse up in... Uh, by the way, Herman did not make it down. I'm disappointed, Herman. I was hoping to see you <laughs> and... Uh, Sad you didn't make it in, but uh, well, Brad, I want to get into the kingdom gospel before we break here. Just talking a little bit about we 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 talked about the the you know the the kingdom is here. Jesus proclaimed in Mark one. He said, "Repent, believe, and follow me." And and everybody likes the believe. Nobody likes teaching the repent. Nobody likes teaching the follow me. And, and really, people don't teach the kingdom is here. They teach your kingdom is here. But I was reading in Judges, I read the last chapter today as part of my devotional, the very last words, and it's repeated throughout Judges, but the last words of the whole book says, there was no king. The people had no king in Israel, hmm. and they did what was right in their own eyes. That's the problem when you preach a forgiveness-only gospel and you don't talk to people about the kingship of Jesus, they have no king and they do what's right in their own eyes. Right. I'm free to do whatever I want to do. Hmm. I'm free to live any way I want to live. That's what they think the freedom is given to them for. That's not why he freed you. He freed you from sin and from slavery to sin and from the penalty of sin so that you could be a representative for him in the world in which you walk until he brings you to heaven. And the whole idea is one of the things that Lori and I were watching, uh, um, I think Sinclair Ferguson. Is he out of Dallas? Point no. One Passion or who? Not Sinclair. Uh, Stephen Lawson. Steve Lawson. Yeah. Steve Lawson preached out at Grace Church yeah. on 
the sovereignty of God and salvation from first John five, it was amazing. Well, Lawson's pretty oh, amazing. Oh, he, he helped articulate so well that we cannot do anything. And he quoted Montgomery Boyce, who's a great expositor yeah. anyway. And um, Boyce used to ask these three questions. What did you have to do with your physical birth? Nothing. Did did you want, if you wanted to be a boy who grew up to be six foot four, would that have anything to do with your birth? Mm-mm. No. If you were a girl who wanted to grow up and be 5'10 and 115 pounds, did you have anything to do to make that happen? Mm-mm. And he said, so why do we have it so hard to believe? Why is it so hard to believe for us that spiritually God does that in us? Yeah. I, he asked Great those questions. Point. Yeah. Great point. So anyway, it well, was good. Yeah, Stephen Lawson's one of my favorites. Uh, glad you tuned in today. If you want to call this afternoon, 844-777-7928. We're going to take a quick break here, and we will be right back. SWAT Radio. And you're going to have questions about MediShare. It makes total sense. Like, first, is this health insurance? And the answer is no, it's not. It's actually a different way of getting access to great health care. It's literally sharing So you don't pay a premium each month. Instead, members have a share amount that goes to help other people. And MediShare is a not-for-profit that's been going strong for 30 years. It's not a mega corporation that makes you pay for things you don't believe in, which is one of the many reasons it has double the member satisfaction rate compared to health insurance. Another question, is MediShare for everybody? No, actually it's not. And that is one of the reasons it works so well to keep the costs down. So if you live a healthy lifestyle, for instance, no tobacco, no illegal drugs or abuse of legal drugs, you're going to be joining people like you, which keeps costs down, and you can save a lot. Most families save $500 a month. Call now. Find out more. 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. There's major delays because of a crash on I-95 southbound near the rest area in St. John's County, just past the Duval County line, blocking two right lanes. Also, there's emergency vehicles there before the rest area blocking the off-ramp. Partly cloudy tonight, low 79. Tuesday, mostly sunny and hot, high 98. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this uh, Monday afternoon. Glad you uh, glad you tuned in. If you want to call in, 844-777-7928. And uh, always love getting those texts. Tim, thanks for the text. And, uh, you know, I know you can't call in. I think you're on the road <laughs> yeah, headed yes, back to yes. Mississippi. But, uh, yeah, good to, good to have you there this weekend. And, boy, just so many. In some ways, Doug, our SWAT training day is somewhat of a an annual reunion that we have because there's guys who are part of SWAT that we don't see, you know, Uh if you're, if you're, if you come to the Wednesday lunch SWAT, you may not see the guys who are down in St. Augustine. It was good to see a 
few of our St. Augustine brothers, uh, SWAT brothers. And uh, anyway, it's good, really good. Well, you know, um, it was always good to see them. And, and like I said, we had 20, I, I think it was 25, it may have been 24 people that had never been to SWAT, but there were over 25 churches represented. That's amazing. Well, that's uh, when I mentioned that, that, that is really such a, such a, um, just such a blessing to have mm -hmm. that many churches represented. Um, you know, I know you've, you've, uh, you know, a lot of the pastors here in town, I actually believe that really encourages pastors in our city that we kind of put, put all the other, you know, denominations aside and just come around the word of God and study it mm. and encourage one another. So well, anyway, well, you know, I want to, I want to start looking at this kind of tying it all together. And, you know, we talked about, uh, the kingdom of heaven. We've spent a lot of time on that. And we, 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 we did talk about repentance and belief, and we kind of expanded the belief to Jesus' suffering, death, and resurrection. But I want to go back over the repentance and belief again just a little bit as we kind of kind of bring everything to a close this week and next. Left to ourselves, and, and Steve Lawson taught this in this passage in First uh, John 5, we won't repent. In fact, we can't repent without the Holy Spirit. Jesus said when the Spirit comes, he's going to convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment in John 16. He says that very clearly, right? Over in 1 John 5, what Lawson was teaching on, that everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And if you go, Brad, look up James 1.18 real quick. James 1, 18. 1 18. Yeah, and just read yeah, that. Right here. All right, James 1, 18. Of, of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. Wait, of whose will? Yeah, God's will. Yeah, of his will, he brought us forth. Not what I did, but what he did. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, he, so, uh, of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures a first fruits listen to what john the same one who wrote first john says over in the gospel of john verse 12 to all who did receive him who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of god who were born and then he gives three negatives not of blood which meant it was not from a bloodline or lineage nor of the will of the flesh. In other words, no human attempt to get to God. That displaces the, the idea that we can come to God on our own. And then he says, nor of the will of man. Wait, what about free will? <laughs> right. What? Right. No free will. Steve, as, as Tommy Nelson would say, freed will. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> Steve Lawson said, um, Bigfoot. Uh, the abominable snowman and free will <laughs> three things that you've heard a lot about but that don't exist uh he said we are dead there's no active will toward gods he you know lawson said that we have uh, a darkened mind a defiled heart and a dead will 
And and the only thing that changes that is when the wind blows. Remember, Jesus used that mm-hmm. analogy yep. of the wind. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and opens your eyes, then you are enlightened in your mind. Your heart is purified and your will is energized. And then you can respond. And uh, it, there's this power of a new affection for god yeah. that you did not have yeah absolutely macarthur says uh th- this phrase of his own will there in that james 1 18 mm-hmm. he says it's a greek word that makes the point that regeneration is not just a wish uh, but an active expression of god's will which he always has the power to accomplish Mm -hmm. this this phrase occurs at the beginning of the greek sentence which means james intended to emphasize that the sovereign will of god is the source of this new life well he he's not only the source of our new life he's the source of the repentance Mm -hmm. it since it's the work of god Nobody can say uh, or take credit for thinking they're the ones who did it, right? God receives the praise for one sinner who repents. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 7, Godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. Paul is teaching that godly grief, which in other words, it comes from God because you recognize my sin's not against you, Brad. Hmm. If I wrong you, my sin against God because you're a created creature of God, and I violate God's law by mistreating you. So my sin, like Joseph said, you remember when Joseph was approached by Potiphar's wife? He said, how can I do this thing against God? Yeah. Because he knew who the sin would be against. And um, even the in the story of the prodigal son, he recognized his sin was not just against his earthly father. He sinned against God in heaven. He realized that. And so when we repent of our sin, there's a clear sense in Scripture that God is enabling us to now turn from that sin toward Christ, toward him, not because of our own strength, not because of anything we do, but because of the Spirit's work in us to believe in him. And so, you know, when Jesus was on earth, he was amazed by two things. Well, he was amazed. He, there were two things that he, he talks about in Scripture that amazed him. Belief in him, especially by pagans. Like when the centurion believed, I haven't seen this kind of faith in all Israel. He was mm-hmm. amazed or lack of it. When the centurion believed in Luke 7, He was amazed, but he was also amazed at the unbelief of those in Nazareth in Mark chapter 6. And so whenever somebody expressed belief, he went out of his way to point it out and say, look at this. Hmm. Remember the Syrophoenician woman? The woman, uh, people go, well, why would he say to her, I can't can't heal her, I can't give it to the dogs, and she goes, well, even the dogs want the crumbs. What she was saying was, I'll take whatever you give me because I, I just want what you can give me. I believe mm-hmm. in you. And people go, that was kind of harsh what he said to her. But who knew what was going to happen before it ever happened? <laughs> yeah. 
he was making a point that this woman really wanted it. She believed in him even when he put up a barrier. I don't care. I want whatever you'll give me, even if it's a crumb. And I hear people, I shared it at the thing this weekend. There's guys that will say, well, I don't want to follow God anymore because he hasn't given me what I wanted. Hmm. Like he owes us something, right? Yeah. And so this idea of believing in him is not believing he's going to give you a Rolls Royce in your driveway or a fully paid off mortgage. We believe in him because he gives us life where we are. He gives us life in him, not in the things we possess, not in the jobs we we have, not in the possessions we have, but he gives us life in him so that like Diedrich Bonhoeffer, if we're somebody threatens to take away our life because we're standing for truth and standing for Jesus, we can say, go ahead. You know, right. if you kill me, I win. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Paul says to die is gain to live is Christ. Yeah. And so to live is sacrifice. And so that, that, that idea of believing is something that we have reduced down to a mere intellectual knowledge about the facts of the cross that is woefully inadequate about what he meant in scripture for believing, you know, and I think we have to deal with that. So the full gospel call, repent, believe, follow. Yeah. Because if you repent and if you believe, guess what? You're going to follow. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's that's gonna be there. Yeah, and, and and I think you you touched on it about this idea of belief, that it is putting your full weight on it. Yes, it's not just an intellectual grasp of what's going on. It requires an act. You, you, you're 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 putting all your hope in that. And uh, anyway, it's, I love what uh, Bill Hull says. It's the element that pushes us to realize that Jesus didn't call people to a mere decision of the mind but to live an entirely new life Mm -hmm. so glad you tuned in if you want to call in this afternoon we'd love to hear from you 844-777-7928 stay tuned we'll be right back If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Joshua 1.9 states, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. 
For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio. The Florida Georgia Truth Network. The Jacksonville Beaches listen at 91.7. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Monday afternoon. Final segment. If you want to call, 844-777-7928. You can also email us your questions and comments to ask at SWATradio.com. And, um, you know, we are working our way through the discipleship gospel written by Bill Hull and Ben Sobels. And Ben will be Doug's guest here on Thursday. Hopefully you can tune in and listen to that. And uh, isn't, he, isn't he Australian? Is that right? Yes, he is. He's from Australia. He moved here um, when he was 22. Um, and so uh, I look forward to having him on. He's a Dallas Theological Seminary grad and uh, really look forward to um, to what he has to share. He, he brings a little different perspective than Bill Hull um, because I think Bill – is more of a teacher slash itinerant kind of guy, whereas mm-hmm. uh, Ben is a pastor. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, staying in one spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I was thinking about. I mentioned on the break to you. I love that Judges um, twenty. Actually, mentioned twice. Judges seventeen six, mm-hmm. and Judges twenty one verse twenty five, where it says, "In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right." in his own eyes if 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 jesus is my king doug Mm. i am his subject yeah and i am to submit to his rule that doesn't that doesn't fly real well in our culture (laughs) and sadly it doesn't fly real well in the christian culture either yeah well and you know as we think about uh the whole idea of the gospel the breakdown and a loss, a lot of the gospels that have been given, uh, where the problem is, is they people have left out King Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, they talk about Jesus, yeah. but not his kingship. And you know that passage in Judges, in particular, struck me this morning when I was reading it because it says there was no king, and the, so the people did what was right in their own eyes. Well, when you buy into a forgiveness-only gospel and not King Jesus gospel, then you're going to do what's right in your own eyes. Why? Why do you need to to, to think about what Jesus was to do if you you know you don't even consider him your king? And I'm sure nobody would say, "Well, I I deny him as king." They they wouldn't say that. But the reality is, when people have shared the gospel with these people, nobody ever shared with them about the kingdom. They shared mm-hmm. about his death on the cross, paying the penalty for their sin, and that was it. And, in fact, that brings up a good question, Brad. Why should we – 
have you ever asked anybody, I've done this a lot. I'm just curious if you've done it. Have you ever asked anybody, what is the gospel? Uh, I st- yeah, I have started doing that. Well, when since, you ask them, how do they respond? Yeah, it's like a deer in headlights yeah, usually. They, most people are well, what do you What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if, if somebody asks you what is the gospel, mm-hmm. if you're a believer, you should be able to tell somebody what the right. gospel is. Right. If you're a believer, because the whole idea of the gospel, uh, and I've shared this before, the word gospel, you ain't, uh, the, the word good news is euangelion. And so the gospel, the word gospel was used uh, to make a proclamation of a new emperor, okay? Uh, a, a new emperor being born, a new emperor being crowned, or emperor's victory. That was the only time it was used. And, and so when we think about the gospel, we think about normally God has a wonderful plan for your life. You're a sinner. You need to confess. Uh, you need to repent and believe in him that Jesus died on the cross, was raised from the dead. And if you have faith in him, then you're in there. I mean, that that's yeah. generally what yeah. most people yeah. think. But really, Scott McKnight speaks of the gospel being a narrative declaration about Jesus. It's a biblical declaration about who Jesus is, what he's done, how he fulfills scripture, Paul, according to what Paul wrote in Corinthians, right? Mm-hmm. And how we should respond to him. And, you know, when you think about the way we've shared the gospel over the years, a lot of times we're good with the scripture declaration about Jesus, what he's done about how he fulfills scripture where we break down oh is there's different points of view about how we should respond some people say you just verbalize a prayer some people say well you you know you need to be baptized some people say you got to be baptized well the bapt- the thief on the cross wasn't baptized but he had a change of heart. There was a repentance there. There was a belief there. There was a following Jesus. He's, Jesus said today, you'll be with me in paradise. It looked different from him. So um, we need to define the gospel, and that's what we're going to do this week is, again, just give this definition, and I really like the way they do it. But um, if we think about why there's not a lot of disciple-making going on today, it's probably because the gospels that is being preached to people is not the gospel Jesus preached to people. Yeah. Well, uh, and Paul says in Galatians 1, verse 6, he says, I'm astonished that you're so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Mm-hmm. He goes on, he says, not that there is another one, <laughs> but that... But there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, he says, let him be accursed. As we've said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. Well, so many people who aren't walking in victory in the Christian life, just to use that phrase, are doing so because they've bought into a 
false gospel, forgiveness only, consumer, whatever you want to call it. I want to read a quote Lori sent me over the weekend. It was a really good quote by Ray Steadman. Each one of us is exactly as victorious as we want to be. No more. We have taken what we wanted, and we will never take more until we want more. Talking about the Christian life. Well, there's this divine element of God's Holy Spirit power that works with us in our human responsibility to respond. And so, as God's children, what does he do to us when we are not walking in obedience to him? He brings discipline into our life. And like Haggai, like he did with the children of Israel, he does it with us today. He disciplines those he loves. And his mercy is as great as his discipline. And so yeah. when we when we are going through our journey and we realize, wow, I've not really thought about him being king. I haven't really thought about his kingdom. I've just thought about my kingdom. We need to repent. The, the call to us is repent. You know, I was reading again, uh, going back to Jeremiah this morning. He says, I persistently sought you. I persistently told you, and you refused to have ears to hear. Mm. To me, that is, that's scary. Well, you even mentioned that this weekend, not that exact statement, but the fact that God hasn't gone anywhere. God is still there. Yeah. He is still on the throne. He hasn't left us. That's right. That's right. I mean, if 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 anybody's gone anywhere, it's because <laughs> we're we're Adam hiding in the garden because we're yeah. afraid because we know we've not been following the most high God. Yeah. This uh I think I may have made this rec- book recommendation by uh and I did it with uh, our girls uh Alyssa Childers book called Another Gospel. She says this, Doug, like wheat and tares, true ideas and false ideas have grown together throughout church history, Mm -hmm. and it's up to faithful Christians to be watchful and diligent to compare every idea with the Word of God and see if it lines up. Mm. And you think about, you know, she says, as my misgivings about the class at church grew, she's talking about this class she ended up in which the pastor was leading on deconstructing your faith. Mm-hmm. Totally another gospel. And yet Paul there in Galatians says twice, let, it, let, let, let that man be a curse. Yeah, let him be, good. let him be sent to hell. Yeah, exactly. That's what he says. Well, listen, today, if, if Christians are not intentionally making disciples, which not a lot of that's going on, it's not God's fault because he's given us everything we need. If they're not doing it, uh, it's because we don't hear Jesus' call to make disciples because we've bought into a forgiveness-only mm-hmm. gospel, a consumer gospel, a, a gospel of left, a prosperity gospel, a gospel of right. Yeah, we got a call. We got about two minutes. All right, real quick, uh, welcome to SWAT Radio. What can I do for you? Talk to us. Hey, Doug and Brad, this is Jay. Hey, Jay, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Hey, um, I was just listening to y'all and y'all were talking about Steve Lawson and there's something that I wrote down that I heard him say, and I keep it in my Bible. And it was, um, you might've heard of it, the three R's 
was run were as followers of Christ were run by sin, redeemed by the Savior, and regenerated by the Spirit of God. And um, I keep that in my Bible, and that was something I heard y'all talking about him earlier. So it reminded me of that. Well, yeah. Did you? I, I don't know if you heard what I shared about. He shared about a darkened mind, a defiled heart, and a dead will. Um, Absolutely. We're, we're totally depraved. It doesn't mean we're the worst we can be, but it means those right. things are a part of our life before Christ. And then once we're regenerated, we have an enlightened mind, we have a, uh, a purified heart, and we have a energized will toward him, which is what you were talking about. Yeah. So thanks for listening, yeah. Jay. I'm glad you listened. Yeah. Yes, sir. We Absolutely missed you at the it. training day. Oh, I will I know say it. that. <laughs> hey, I, I missed being there. I wanted to tell you, I um, I taught. I was actually at um, Ron Turner. Uh, we were at his funeral. Oh, uh, that's okay. right. Yeah, yeah I, I heard about, about that. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, listen. Yeah. We're, we're, we'll see you back when we start SWAT in a, a few weeks. Okay. Yes, sir. Good. Right. Looking forward to it. All right, right Jay. Take home, care. Jay. He's such an encouragement. Glad you tuned in today. Doug and I'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing. Come join us. Go to SWATradio.com if you want to uh, learn more about the ministry, uh, SWATradio.com.